It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Happy Black Friday, everybody. Uh, Dad and Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football is back. Episode 61. Maggie, how was your turkey day? It was pretty low-key, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Well, got really tired in the middle of it. <laughs> well, I think everybody does that, right? That's part of the tradition. Watch, I mean, I know I did. Watch the football fall asleep. Watch the dog show. All that good stuff. Um, all right, Maggie. Well, one time we didn't fall asleep. Let's just jump right into it. Boston College came to town. We knew um, it was senior day. We knew Notre Dame would be focused. They certainly were in a 44 to nothing demolition of the Boston College Eagles. Sorry, Phil Jakovic and Bunch. Um, how'd you feel about the game, Meg, just overall? Yeah, so I really, I watched the first half, I think, a lot more in depth than the second half because I was yeah. doing stuff. But um, it seems like a game that you could just kind of watch the first yeah, half. The second totally. half seemed like just a, tr- a continuation. I mean, we only scored one touchdown in the right. second half. Right. Um, the game was basically over at halftime. Um, and I thought it was, you know, the win that we needed. It's the win we've been asking for. I yeah. think during the Navy game, during the Marshall game, we thought that the outcome would be very similar to what happened last week. Right. Um, and we finally got it. It only took us, what, like 11, 10 games. Yeah. So, great. Yeah, I mean, you look at the score with 37 and nothing at halftime, and then the snow came in and kind of just, it was more fun just to kind of watch the snow and kind of watch people have to try to deal with that. Um, certainly Boston College seemed to quit on the game, and uh, Notre Dame, I don't think they took their foot off the gas, but certainly they were getting a lot of players in, and um, if they wanted to roll up the score, they probably could have. But, uh, you know, leading the way, Logan Diggs, 15 carries for 122 yards um, and a touchdown. Audrick SMA, two touchdowns, 71 yards rushing. It was a three-headed monster. Chris Tyree also had a touchdown, 50 yards on six carries. Drew Pine, uh, you know, it was snowy. It was windy. He did what he had to do, but he was 13 for 25, 156 yards and a touchdown. Um, Maggie, is there anything you want to call out as especially good in this game? I mean, I, it's more of what I just said right. before. It, it was just like a dominant performance. I think that both sides of the ball played um, adequately. I mean, again, it was against a Boston College team. Um, but, you know, a win, in this case, a win is a win because it was a huge win. Yeah, you play a severely banged up Boston College team. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. Dominate them from snap to snap or whistle to the whistle. Um, all right, so anything bad? Anything that they weren't, weren't happy with in this game? So when I, I looked at the score and I was thinking about the things that were bad, and the, the one thing that I said, like wrote down that was bad was really the weather. Like, <laughs> and it's not really something you can control. Yeah. Um, the pictures, like, I, I'm glad we won because I feel like if it was snowing and we had lost, the morale <laughs> on the team would just be like at an all-time low. I don't um, know if you had snow angels at that point. Yeah. yeah. So – that's like the that's like the main thing that stood out yeah. to me that was bad. Um, I mean, there's not much you can say that went bad if you're beating a team 44 to nothing. Yeah, you're exactly right. If you want to point out something, I think probably Pine's performance, but then again, the weather. Um, and, and it wasn't bad. That's probably too being too harsh. Um, but 13 for 25 against the Boston College team that's 
just eh, um, you know, and going in, I think I'm probably more worried about going into this game that a 13 to 20 for 25 performance, probably not going to get it done. Um, but that is how it goes. That is how it goes. Uh, defensively, um, JT, JD Bertrand led the lead, led the, the charge with five tackles. Uh, Jim Steed actually had a, um, a great game. Also had five tackles, all assists. Um, but um, defensively, another dominant performance. You know, everybody talks about the 44, but it, it was a shutout um, of a Division One team. That's that's rare. Um, anybody in particular you want to call out on def- the defensive side of the ball? And we can get to the players of the game here in a minute. So maybe maybe you should just wait. Yeah, I mean, the person I would shout out would be my defensive player of the game. Okay, so let's get to, well, which could be your defensive player of the game, which is Ben Morrison. Three interceptions again. Anything you want to talk about with this guy? That how great he is? <laughs> how he yeah. broke a record that you were? <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. yeah. So, spoiler, he is my defensive player of the game. Okay. I feel like right. it's really difficult to over overlook yeah. Benjamin Morrison in this game. Right. Um, three interceptions is crazy. And right. those three interceptions allowed him to surpass Kyle Hamilton's record of the amount of interceptions um, by a, a freshman um, in one season, which Kyle yeah. Hamilton had it at like, I want to say it was like five or six, I think. Yeah, I think it was um, six. Yeah, and Benjamin Morrison surpassed that with his third interception um, in this last game. And all season, I've been lightly saying, you know, I need a new Kyle Hamilton. Um, and I, it feels like it's been kind of chosen for me, but <laughs> it, I don't know yet. The, I'm still looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Morrison, certainly the size, the, the ability to use the boundary, the, 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 just the locked and the confidence in the kid is off the charts. Now we're coming up to a big, big test for him in USC and playing without Cam Hart, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, really though, what a, what a sensational freshman year for sure. Uh, you don't give too many credit, but I think so, didn't they compare him to Deion Sanders or something like that on the, on the broadcast? I think that's a little premature at this point, but, um, certainly, uh, having, he has some real, a real bright future. Other people with bright futures, freshman players, Maggie, any freshman players you want to call out that, they, I mean, they got their first playing time for this time. So anybody you want to call out on that? I mean, I honestly didn't really, after a while, yeah. I didn't really notice a lot of players that were <laughs> yeah. cycling in and out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have the um, pain. Uh-huh. I think it's in, is it Jabron Payne? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, adding a little bit of running back depth that we don't really need well, at the moment. You know? Yeah, did he, play? he hasn't played yet, though, right? He has two carries. He had two carries in the last Did he really? Oh, I didn't see Jabron. I didn't see, see that. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that's what I was surprised too. So oh. props to him. He, I mean, it was two carries for five yeah. yards in total, but yeah, it was okay. still, you know, it was significant. It was get your feet wet, young man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think that junior, uh, junior. Yeah, I'm glad you called it. Two, 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 two Yeah. yeah. Um, played well. We talked about him in the past, and yeah. the linebacker position is one that's a little bit more is going to be graduating out soon. Right. Um, right. With a lot of our players. So it was nice to see him kind of get involved. So I would say those two. I liked uh, Jalen Snead. I thought played great was re- and two, two weeks in a row has just played really shown a huge upside in speed and size really uh, filled the hole nicely on a play. Also uh, Nolan Ziegler, I thought played well as, as well, just in spurts, just nice to see him out there making some plays. Um, so it's good to see the freshman finally get in there. 
Um, I know there was a question about Steve Angeli, why, why he's not getting in there. And they need to save his red shirt. Um, so he couldn't – so playing him for a couple plays where he would just hand off against Boston College in the snow um, wasn't the way to go. So that's why Pine played the whole way, for those of you that were asking. All right, offensive player of the game, Maggie. We know your defense player of the game is, but who is your offensive player of the game? I was thinking about it, and I feel like I might have picked the same two players, like, in multiple and consecutive. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I chose Audric. Okay. I'm a big Audric fan, I guess, was what I'm yeah, learning, so. you know? Yeah. Um, I just felt like it was a kind of Audric game. Like, it was yeah. in the snow. It was a lot of running. You needed to have tough running. He had two touchdowns. And we knew that the Boston College defense wasn't the strongest going into it, and I think we kind of just demonstrated that. So right. I'm I'm going with Estime. Hard to tackle Audric Estime anytime, and then put it in the snow, a little bit more uh, difficult. Um, I am going to go with here. You go, Maggie. This one, Matt Salerno, who actually wow. had his, had his first career touchdown in the senior day. It was nice to see Matt Salerno. Uh, you can be my player of the game as well. All right, defensive player of the game. You you want to speak any more about Benjamin Morrison or? I mean, it was just another great performance. I'm excited to see what he's going to do this week. Yeah, I think it's hard to say. You know, Benjamin Morrison isn't the player of the game. He certainly was the defensive player of the game. So this is kind of like defensive player of the game, part two or B, level B, I guess. Um, and I am going to go who I just talked about just because I was excited to see it was Jalen Sneed. I thought for the short time he was out there. He made five tackles or was in on five tackles, and one of which was um, an absolute uh, stick in the hole. So I just makes me excited to see him out there running around. So I'm going with um, Jalen Sneed. Hopefully not the, the last time. I doubt it will be. One other, I should have said Quincy Watts. I think, or sorry, Xavier Watts. Yeah. I would say Quincy. Xavier Watts, who uh, is just playing better and better out there, was really dynamic in this game again. Um, Xavier Watts also, but uh, I already said Jalen Smith, so there we go. All right, Maggie, the rankings came out Tuesday. Notre Dame moved up three spots to number 15. Are you happy with it, first of all, and do you think it's fair, second of all? So are you happy with the 15? I feel like because this week is such a big matchup, I'm kind of like, that's fine. (laughs) We just need to get it done this week. Uh I think this is like a really big indicator. We beat a Boston College team 44 to nothing. It's yeah. impressive, but it's Boston College, so like right. moving up is right. fine with me, like a right. little bit. Um, yeah, I, and I was looking at the rankings. You know, there there are a couple of teams in front of us that are going to lose no matter what um, because they're playing each other. Um, for example, um, a, a team like Kansas. Well, not they're playing each other. But Kansas State plays TCU most likely in the the Big Twelve championship game. Um, so Kansas State most likely gets the loss there. Um, Utah. I don't know why they're ahead of us, but certainly if we beat. USC, then they won't be ahead of us. So, um, uh, and I believe there was one more. Who was it? I'm trying to think right now. No, maybe I was just thinking North Carolina was ahead of us there or not. Um, so, Oregon, there's going to be a Pac 12 championship game. There's three teams ahead of us that are in the Pac 12. So, one of those teams are going to lose. I, I don't know who, who's in it. I've been following too close to Utah, Oregon, or USC. Hopefully, USC loses. They could lose two more times, once to us. And then this is all predicated on us winning again. And hopefully moving closer and closer to that top 10. Um, so if you think it's fair where we're at, Maggie? I mean, I I personally, like, don't think, like, Utah, we have the same record. Right. And I can't tell you what teams Utah has beaten. I they beat watched. USC. They beat USC, which is why they're okay. I'm sure, ahead of us. Well, then we could be ahead of them. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Next week. Um, right. 
I like Kansas State. I just don't know. I'm just thinking, like, we beat the number four team in the nation. Right. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think the way that the the, the ranking committee is supposed to look at it are your wins, not necessarily your losses. Um, So if you look at a team like Penn State, it's Penn State's best win this year. You know, they have two losses against the two best teams they play. But what are their two best wins? Well, I mean, that's that's like or the, one of them is Purdue. And, you know, Purdue's an, a good team, but they're not like Clemson or Syracuse and Notre Dame has played. And if you, they beat USC, like USC. So I have no idea why Penn State is above us uh, at this point. Um, you look at even an LSU team that, yeah, they won. They beat Alabama, and that's a huge win. They also lost to FSU and got destroyed by Tennessee. Um, you know, it's it just, it, there's just a few kind of inconsistencies going on. But anyway, it'll all shake out, hopefully. Um, what do you think, Maggie? Notre Dame, say, okay, let's say they beat USC, okay? And um, that's a big if, obviously, but, 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 and then win their bowl game. Where do you think they should, what, what should be the, the ex- expectation about where we land in the bowls? We end up ten and three. Mm-hmm. Say with the say they don't make a New Year's Six bowl game that they play in the Cheez It Bowl and they they win that. Yeah, I like if they win their bowl game where I see them. Yeah, I think that a win in a bowl game is really important no matter what bowl game we're in. Yeah, because it just is important to see that Marcus Freeman has. Right, I talked about this last week. It's important to see Marcus Freeman may has made progress right um and i think you know being clumsy is a good way to indicate progress but um it also like i thought we had the bowl game in the bag last year (laughs) and that really hurt um when we didn't get it so um kind of fix healing that wound i guess yeah but where do you think they end up ranked oh end up like actually ranked yeah Um, and you don't have to give me the actual number but like just a zone say like a three ranking zone like anywhere between you know, obviously they're not going to be one through four. <clears throat> Will they be between five and eight? Will they be between nine and 12? Will they be between I, I'm 12 say, and 15? They probably wouldn't be then. I'm going to say between like 15 and this is a lot large range. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess because they're at 15 right now. You, so, you, I mean, you're saying well, they, they would have beaten USC and beat So they it, are beating uh, USC. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they, they went okay. out. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to say between 12 and, like, 7. 12 and 7? Well, 7. Well, yeah, I would think, like, 9 is what kind of what you're saying. I look at a 9 as kind of the ceiling on that. Maybe, yeah, maybe, like, 11 is the floor. Um, I think they should be inside the top 10. If they do those two things, which are big ifs, but I think that's a nifty little way to end this season. And inside the top 10 should be the, the kind of the goal. Um, is where I, I land with them. Um, but so anyway, the, uh, I thought we have, I, I don't know if there's much more to talk about with the rankings. Uh, I think, but there's a lot more to talk about, about USC. We're playing. And, and I asked this question before I asked, uh, for the Clemson game and uh, how important one being like, this is like a preseason game, 10 being like, this is the most important game in history of Notre Dame football, where would you put this importance of this game? I would put it very high, and I don't want to put it high because it's stressful, you know. <laughs> um, but I think 
you know, obviously it determines how we end the season. Yeah. Um, if you look at storylines, we were always compared to an Oklahoma Lincoln Riley team when we had Brian Kelly. And now yeah. both of our teams have, have new coaches or Lincoln Riley's at least with a new team. Um, so um, I think we talked on the show also about how we always wanted to face Oklahoma because it always seemed like Oklahoma, Oklahoma got bigger breaks yeah. than we did, right. um, especially in the playoffs. When right. they got beat by like right, right. twenty points, and um, nothing was said about that, so that there's that storyline. There's also the storyline that they are just our rivals. Like, yeah, they right. have gotten like all these recruits that we were also like going yeah. for, um, and you know we're very similar institutions um, with like similar football programs. So there's always that rivalry. Yeah. So it's I'm putting long, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah, I'm putting it at an eight, and eight? I could put wow. it at a nine. Maybe. Wow, jeez. I just feel like okay. it's really important to see yeah. that Marcus Freeman, this is Marcus Freeman's first time facing off against USC as a head coach yeah, in too, USC. Too. Right. It's going to be interesting. Um, and I think, you know, if we lose this game, it's going to be really sad because I I hate losing rivalry games. <laughs> uh, I would put it at a seven. I think it's a very important. I don't think it's – I mean, I think – because I'm – what I look at, too, is that the difference between – not only winning and, and having that, um, it will definitely change the narrative on Notre Dame for this season. You know, people love to run us down. They win this game. All of a sudden we're back in kind of the national discussion. Um, but cause nine and three sounds way different than eight and four for some reason. I mean, it's only one game, but man, that sounds a lot different to me. And then you would roll into probably a pretty good bowl game, depending on what happens. Um, so, uh, I think it's about, what I say? Seven, seven. I don't think it's, you know, a loss eight and four, you go into the bowl game, you still win. Um, so it's not be all end all, but, but a win really would, would again, catapult the program and forward, which is what we want. Um, so how do you think Notre Dame is going to slow this team down? I mean, we're talking about um, uh, a, a USC team that just can score points at will. Caleb Williams last week alone was 32 of 43 for 470 yards and two touchdowns. Now he did throw a pick. Um, but how do, how's Notre Dame? What's the game plan? Do you think? Well, from what I've watched or not watched, but from what I've like seen with USC, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like they play play a lot of defense. Which, yeah. Um, like the the games they lose, they win are really high scoring. They gave up like I think around thirty points to Arizona. So yeah, right. Um, and Arizona beat US- UCLA, um, but USC only beat UCLA by like. A touchdown or something yeah a field goal, right. like a very late last minute thing and you know this is very similar to how we saw oklahoma under lincoln riley just mm-hmm. not playing a ton of defense right. um so i feel like we need our playmakers to step up and it's interesting because i feel like offensively they have the advantage but defensively we have the advantage so it's going to mm-hmm. have to come down sure. to like maybe some blocked kicks yeah, and I heard today that that USC doesn't even have a special teams coach that they they give it to a like a grad assistant or something like that. But they don't have a coach that coaches special teams. It's an interesting coaching choice. I mean, and you're coming, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that works out for them this year. But I think I I really think that you bring up a good point that not a lot of people are talking about is that yeah, certainly their offense is probably better, and I just say probably because they have a good better quarterback for sure, better wide receivers probably. Um, but they don't have better running backs and they don't have a better line. And, and so, you know, I, I give them the nod, but we definitely have a better defense, um, which not a lot of people are talking about. 
So I think that's an important point. Um, and we definitely have the better special team. So two out of three phases, we're better than they are in. Um, now it just depends on what kind of game it is. I think, you know, I think USC got in a track meet with them last week and that's just a mistake. Um, he's going to have to hammer them, right. And go right at them. And Estime is going to have to have a big game and Diggs will have to have a big game. Tyree might squirt one through, you know, the, the, the big play I think will be part of it. You, you look at the game, BYU, um, Syracuse, Clemson, Notre Dame had a big play right at the beginning of all three of those games. So I'm, I'm looking for that. That that's what I'm looking for. Um, and I think that's how you, then you just get them on their back foot and, and just keep, just keep dr- drilling them. They will have to play a full game too as well. This is not one of those ones where they can take any time off. Um, who are the, some important players you think Maggie to watch in this game? Yeah. So going along with my offensive powerhouses, you know, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the usual suspects. I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. <laughs> Let's look at okay. Michael Mayer. Yeah, which yeah. I feel like it's just, you know, any team uh, should be looking out for Michael Mayer, but <laughs> well, and and USC, I don't mean to cut you off, but USC has been terrible covering the tight end. Um, mm. Just keep that in mind. Uh, UCLA's uh, tight end had three touchdowns in that game. Um, Utah, when they played, I think like their tight end had 15 catches or something like that. Anyway, go ahead. Who else are you looking for? I think that like I'm looking at our offensive line with Joel and mm. and then having them block for like a Chris Tyree. Chris Tyree kind of got um, a little bit more playing time last week. So mm-hmm. just, but I, I limit myself to Chris Tyree, Chris Tyree <laughs> and Audra Gestaway and yeah. Logan Diggs. Um, just having like those players, which is just a lot of the offense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just play very well. I trust them, even though, you know, Pine doesn't play his best. I can usually count on them to make some, chunk plays and as you said that's kind of what it's going to come down to well here's here's a question for you um do you think drew pine needs to throw for over 200 yards against usc and if he does is that a problem like should we not even consider that i mean i just feel like we're a very run-based team this year yeah yeah <laughs> um so i don't think he needs to because you know we've seen results yeah. with um i mean we still don't really have a wide receiver or wide receiver yeah. one well, that also could mean that also could mean we're in a track meet. I don't think we need to get that kind of game, you know, with, mm-hmm. with USC. We need to make it our kind of game, which is just yeah. we're going to limit possessions and, and score. Um, any other players you're, you're important players to watch? I mean, I really was just focusing on the offense in general, well, and then just spe- good special teams play. Okay, let's talk about the defense really quick because Cam Hart is out, um, and. Uh, or, or he's questionable. I don't think he's going to play. It's it, it, listening around and seeing the other Cam Hart probably will not play in this game. And you're talking going against Jordan Addison and, and Mario Williams, two of the best receivers in college football, along with Williams as a quarterback. What, what, um, who's going to fill in for that? Who needs to step up? Obviously, Benjamin Morrison's on one side. Who's on the other? Well, we have, um, <clears throat> I was looking at the depth chart, and yeah. it said that it's like Tariq Bracy, but I figure we're going to be playing Tariq Bracy anyways. Yeah. So it's behind um, Tariq Bracy is Jane Mickey, who is a true freshman, I believe. Right. Right. Um, and that's that's stressful. And, yeah, because he's been getting burned. He's he's had, yeah. kind of had the opposite season of Benjamin Morrison. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he could. He, I think he'll be great at some point, but he's not there yet. So you know, that's like expected. I mean, you don't have yeah. to be great yes. on your first yes. year. Oh, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm just saying um, he's no Benjamin Morrison. That just shows you how rare Benjamin Morrison is. 
yeah, a Kyle Hamilton type. Um, <laughs> but but in terms of like defensive backs, like I really do we have DJ Brown and we have yeah. Houston Griffith, two players yeah. who are veterans who should have it picked up right now against right. USC because we play them sure. every year. Sure. So, but um, yeah. just adding a little bit more leadership, I think, with those two players, oh, and okay. then um, a little bit of Jaden Mickey if we need it. You're not even saying the player I was hoping you would say, and the guy that will step up and will have the game of his life, Clarence Lewis. Oh, Clarence, yes. Clarence Lewis. This is it. This is his chance to make up for the <laughs> make up for the bowl game uh, last year, where he was atrocious, and go back to what he looked like as a freshman, which was pretty good. Um, so Clarence Lewis will, that's the, the guy. He, he, he's going to step up. I, I know it. Um, for, for in a moment, you know, he, he can be remembered for forever. Remember that interception that Clarence Lewis made in the USC game? I said, yes. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so looking at the game, who's going to be your player of the game on offense? Yeah. So I am choosing, you know, wide receiver of the week. So um, I've kind of like, I think ever since I started the wide receiver of the week, I've kind of (laughs) picked every wide receiver we have on the roster. Okay. Um, So I'm doing some uh, repetition here. Um, I'm going with Jaden Thomas um, because I feel like he has like a solid catch every week for the, I mean, even though Pine never throws to a wide receiver for completion, (laughs) basically. Um, he always finds like a, at least one or two catches. Um, and, you know, this might be a little too bold because yeah. Lorenzo Stiles has the job now. But I do think, you know, there's a question of will he be our number one wide receiver next year? I think it's uh, funny that you went to the wide receiver of the week picks right when Notre Dame decided we're going to run the ball a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. And then the wide receivers I chose would always do well yeah. the week after. That I week after. Them. So, so watch Thomas out for is, Thomas in the bowl game. He's going to have a great bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. I know it's not a, you know, hot take, um, but I just see they have so much trouble with the um, with the uh, the tight end in general. And here comes the best tight end in the country uh, to play against you. He'll have eight catches at least, if not ten. He might get a double digit catches and a, at least one touchdown, maybe multiple. Uh, he's my offense player of the game. Who's your defensive player of the game? I, I like my pick for this one. It's again, okay. it's also not a hot take. <laughs> but my reasoning. So yeah. I'm choosing Isaiah Foskey. Uh, I was going to go with about... Isaiah Foskey. All oh. right, go ahead. No, 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 it's fine. Okay, well. Well, I want to hear your reasoning. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, you know, I like to play like things personally. Yes. Um, and, you know, Isaiah Foskey is a senior. This will probably be his last game, especially because he's getting like yes. round one draft prediction. Yeah, he might not even play in the bowl game, right? I mean, yeah. Right. Um, so this might be his last game ever as an Notre Dame yeah, student. Yeah, it's quite possibly. Yeah. And it's his California return. He's from Northern California, but, you know, it's the same state. And we saw his first block punt in California, ah, Stanford, yes. in yes. 2019, I guess. It would be 2019. Yes. Yes. And that was, like, what put him on the map, on the team. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. who's this Isaiah Foskey guy? Oh, my goodness. He's from Northern California. This is so great. And I think we'll see his last block punt in the same state. I think it'll be a very full circle moment. And also it's not like a really hot take to say that he'll get a block punt because it's been happening like every other game. Yeah. Um, I I do think that Notre Dame, one thing I didn't mention, and Foskey fits into this, uh, when they play um, uh, in this game, when they are taking on Caleb Williams, they're going to need to tackle really well. He is tough to bring down as a quarterback. He is not your average quarterback. He's not true pine out there. You can just blow, you know, fall down, right? I mean, this guy is 
big and solid. Um, that's just like necessarily against Dupine. He's just small. Um, this guy is not. So they're going to have to tackle really well. I, I don't want those one of those ones where you're like, oh, we almost have him. And he kind of squirts away and runs for eight or nine yards. I want the ones where we ta- you know, really, really tackle him a little bit. Anyway, uh, I wanted to mention that. I'm going with, geez, I'm all over the place with my thoughts. Part of me wants to go with Maris Leofow. I think he'll, he'll be like running around like crazy. Part of me wants to go with, I already talked about Clarence Lewis. But I'm going with uh, Brandon Joseph. Brandon Joseph will come back, and this will be the game where he looks like the all-American safety that um, we thought he was. He'll make some plays. Unfortunately, it'll mean he probably will leave next year. Um, but I, I believe Brandon Joseph is the player to watch. Okay, um, I, I had a thought in this game. Oh, um, Maggie, about in these games, usually there's one player that you're like comes out of nowhere and does something – like, oh, my God, I don't believe, you know, he did that. Who's going to be your, your surprise player for Notre Dame? Pick yeah. like a guy that, that's off the radar. Yeah, well, I kind of talked about him already, so I kind of put him on the radar in this episode already. Okay. But, you know, I think that this is, like, the surprise player to choose because okay. it would be really shocking if Houston Griffith got an interception. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be so surprising. Again, probably playing in one of his last games. I don't think he has any eligibility left. <laughs> if he does, please come back, Houston. <laughs> we were surprised he came back already. We thought he was yeah. going to transfer. And when he came back, we were like, okay, great. He's coming back. Like, it was, <laughs> it was kind of just like, whatever. But I think, you know, his veteran playing time will finally pay off in yeah. this game. Finally. <laughs> Hopefully. He'll get an interception. Go Houston. Yeah, yeah. Um, my surprise player... I mean, is Jordan Batella, would that be a surprise player? Yeah. I mean, uh, like a Matt Salerno would be like kind of a surprise player. Um, no, no. You know who I'm going to go with? Um, I'm going to go with, oh, hold on, because I have his name. Tip of my tongue. Um, I am going with Mitchell Evans. Mitchell Evans. Mm-hmm. I know he does a little quarterback sneak things. I'm not talking about that. He's going to have a catch for a touchdown as a tight end. Again, tight ends um, will play a big role in this game. So Mitchell Evans, you are my – this will be the Mitchell Evans game. You're like, where did this guy come from? Although I already picked Mayer to be my player of the game. So who knows? You throw the tight end every time, I say. Um, okay, so what do you think is going to happen? Get a prediction for us? Um, well, this is a little, you know, it's a, it's a stressful game. I thought last week was stressful. This is yeah. more stressful. Like last, you thought last 10, week was stressful? You were stressed last week? I guess I, I'm always a little stressed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Even relax. when we're not talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm I'm gonna say they're gonna. I, this is my go-to for stressful games. Okay. Um, and also with this team is just winning by like a field goal. I think that right. it'll be a very similar game to their UCLA game, but it will or with USC, but yeah. it will flip it and we'll win. I don't forget. Did that go to overtime? Which one? The UCLA USC game. No. Okay. No. No. It was just like a last minute. It was just, yeah. They just, well, then, then UCLA was driving a little bit at the end and, and couldn't, they threw an interception. Yeah. I'm going to say that happens reverse. Like it's going to, yeah. USC is going to be the UCLA of this game. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't talk about Blake Groupie. He actually had a really good, nice game against Boston College uh, and hopefully he snapped out of it because we will need him for sure. Uh, I'm going, Notre Dame's going to be fine. It's going to be 35 21. Um, they're going to slow the game way down run the ball right over them uh, a couple. I think that actually this is the game where they're going to have a couple pop runs. Um, Chris Tyree might have a pop, you know, like a run for 60 yards or something like that. Um, Logan Diggs might have one. Um, so I, I, I just think 
I, I don't think enough is being said about how poor USC's defense is against the run, especially Utah will like in the Utah game, Notre Dame's better than Utah. They're stronger than Utah and Utah beat the heck out of them. So I think that's, what's going to happen in this game as well. Um, all right. Bowl game. So we're both saying, well, obviously they're going to a bowl game. What, what do you think? What do you think they're, they're going to get in that new year six? I mean, a couple of things have to happen. Like, I mean, Kate, Kansas State would have to lose to TCU at a certain point. Um, I believe Vanderbilt's going to have to beat Tennessee. That's the big one. Think that could, think their name could end up in the in year six? I'm going with a strong probably not. <laughs> oh, um, no belief in no belief in Clark Lee. I said probably. I probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not saying a strong no. I'm leaving the door open a little bit, but yeah. I just feel like I'm not. It's not that I don't have faith in Vanderbilt. It's more that I just don't feel like the committee would put Notre Dame. Oh really? Really, you don't? Wow! If, it if, seems if like something they wouldn't do. I don't think they have a choice at a certain point. If Vanderbilt beats Tennessee and, and if Kansas State then loses, I don't know who you put in ahead of them. Um, and we had beaten USC, but um, we'll see. I, I thought that's kind of the, the magic, the magic move, but um, we'll see. I, yeah. I, so, where do you think they end up? In terms of bowls, I feel yeah. like I've have seen... you been studying this at all? Well, I mean, I said last week Gator Bowl, and then I looked at the updated yeah. like prediction, and it's still the Gator Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so against Arkansas now, instead of – I don't remember who they're playing last time. Uh, yeah, Florida, I think, at a certain point. Yeah. I think, though, I think it could be the either the Holiday Bowl or the Cheez-It Bowl. I think the Cheez-It Bowl comes into play here if, if North Carolina loses, which there looks like they're losing um, today even, and then they'd probably lose to Clemson. So um, – I think the cheese it Bowl might might be it. Not that I want to play in the cheese it Bowl. I'd rather play in the Gator or the Holiday, but but uh, just because it's cheese, it's so corny. I really like the. But, I really like cheese. Yeah, we'll have to. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Yeah, I don't want to see Marcus Freeman doused in cheese. It's. I just. They're, I just they're really good. I had some just <laughs> before the show for. for yeah. A snack. All right. You want his first bowl game win to be doused in cheese? It's better than alligators. <laughs> I don't think they do that, but that's that old Lou Holtz joke. Did you hear that one where they, they went to the Orange Bowl and people were throwing oranges on the field? He said, luckily, we didn't go to the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, and a little news this week. Uh, Tyler Buckner continues to kind of slowly, slowly be making it back onto the field. You think he plays in the bowl game? I mean, I don't know. I'm not his doctor, so I don't know yeah. how probably you're not. Okay, I know. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, everyone. I'm yeah. not yeah. Tyler Buckner's yeah. doctor, um, but I, I'm hopeful he'll play like one snap. But only one snap? I think he might. What, what if I'm setting the what if, ground low? I think he, I think he plays a bunch of snaps, and I think uh, it'd be interesting if he's healthy and ready to go. What they do, I don't know. That you, you can't really bench Drew Pine, right? I mean, can you for a bowl game? If he beats USC, um, I don't know. If he loses USC and they go to a bowl game, then I think all bets are off. Um, and I certainly think – although, man, I just always watch this team and think, how great would they be if they had a quarterback that could actually throw the ball down the field? Um, I don't know. I think he'll play. I, I think more than one play for sure if he's healthy. Um, okay, going to this game against Caleb Williams, uh, it's another game where Notre Dame plays a Heisman Trophy candidate – uh, they Drake May, uh, uh, Stroud from Ohio State, um, and now they're playing Caleb Williams. All three have been mentioned as Heisman at one point of the, this this year. Heisman frontrunners. Do you think uh, who do you think wins Heisman? Do you have any thoughts? 
Well, I just am really, I feel like it's kind of a dud of a Heisman year. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked at one person and been like, wow. <laughs> right. You know, like I thought maybe Bryce Young would repeat, but now Alabama is not doing well. Right. So I would say no Bryce Young. Um, I, my prediction would be CJ Stroud. Yeah. I don't believe Ohio State, well, we'll get to the picks later, but I don't think Ohio State is all that. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do think CJ Stroud has been in that conversation for a long time. And people have been talking about Drake May from UNC, but North yeah. Carolina is losing right now. And Drake May, we yeah. played against, and he wasn't that good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and, yeah. I don't buy that hype. Yeah. So I think it's going to be CJ Stroud. And I think it's just going to be like really? a, okay, like that makes sense. I know people have said Stetson Bennett and George is great. Uh, yeah. But I just think it has to be CJ Stroud. Really? I'm thinking it's Caleb Williams, especially if he gets the win this week, he's the winner. Uh, you know, that. That's another thing he has going for him. Um, is he had a great game last week against, uh, you know, on a big stage. It gets no bigger than the stage he plays this week. If he has a good game against Notre Dame, um, then I think it's Caleb Williams. And you know he gets to come back next year. He he doesn't get to go to the pros, so he could be a two-time winner as well. But that that's for another story or another another podcast later on. Um, but Caleb Williams is my pick right now. Um, We'll see what Notre Dame can do about do to him during this game. All right, Maggie, let's get to the picks. What do you have for us this week? There's some good, interesting rivalries here. Um, I promise and... too. By the way, by next week, I will have it. The final, we'll we'll do. I'll have our final results. Not our final okay. results, but going. To, maybe we'll pick some bowls next week or something like that. Or maybe you know when we can. Yeah. So the big game is. Michigan, Ohio State. So mm-hmm. that's the first game. I'm personally going with Michigan, which Whoa. is weird because I don't like Michigan. But right. something about Ohio State, I don't like either. So I'm going <laughs> with Michigan in this game. Um, I don't trust Ohio State as like a team, even though they beat us. I just don't think – I don't think they should have beaten us by that little based on how right. we looked at the beginning of the season. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I think you're right. I, I, I really have a feeling that this game is – I, Ohio State's like a seven and a half point favorite. I just feel like it's going to be tighter. Um, but I'm going, but I, that being said, I'm going with Ohio State, thinking that, like in that game against Notre Dame, um, they were able to use a running a game to win the game. So I think they'll, they'll lean on that. It'll be a tight, low scoring game. The next game I have is a game we also referenced, which is Tennessee versus Vanderbilt, which I wouldn't think, you know, we'd be picking, but it's yeah. kind of an interesting narrative. Okay, I I'm, I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna shock you or not, but I'm going with Vanderbilt. I think they, they have them in their sights. Hooker's not playing. Um, they're coming off the the loss that they got blown out by South Carolina. Uh, I think there's something wrong with Tennessee. I don't know what it is, um, but Vanderbilt will beat them. You know, you know I love a good underdog, and yes. I am also going with Vanderbilt. Which oh, is, look at us. Yeah. Okay. I really like Clark Lee. I think that of I've course. been rooting for him. Um, stopped rooting for him for a little bit because I forgot he was even down there because Vanderbilt was doing <laughs> so poorly. But now that they're doing better, <laughs> it reminds What's me I like Clark Lee. Yeah. What's not to like about Clark Lee? Yeah. Right. So, and then we got Marcus Freeman. So it was a win-win for both parties. There you go. Um, next is Oregon versus Oregon State. Oh, these are great games this week. Mm-hmm. It's at Oregon State, but I am going with Oregon. I don't like Bo Nix. But wow. I just don't think Oregon State, they're playing better this year. I just don't think it's to the same level as Oregon. I think Oregon State's going to win this one. I think their pass defense is fantastic um, with the kid that was off of, uh, what was the show on Netflix, Maggie? Um, well, Last Chance You. Yeah, Last Chance You. The mm-hmm. Rajon Wright or something like that. 
Um, I think he's fantastic. Oregon State will win this game. The next game I have is South Carolina at Clemson. South Carolina just beat someone. Yes. Tennessee. Who was it? Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Them. yeah. Um, and Clemson, you know, lost us. So. <laughs> well, they also came back and smoked, I think, Miami. But I'm going with Clemson. I think Clemson. I don't buy the South Carolina, Spencer Rattler, all that nonsense. Yeah, I'm also going to Clemson. I feel like last week was a great game, but it might have been a little bit of a fluke. Um, especially with the way Tennessee's been kind of ending their season. Right. Um, And Clemson Mm kind of needs this win. So I'll go with that. Yeah. The last game I have is Kansas at Kansas State. We've always picked a Kansas State game. It always weasels its way in there. Um, (laughs) They keep winning. So Yes. Who do you like? I'm going with Kansas State. I always say this when I reason it with it, but I like Kansas State for some reason. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of bad for Notre Dame if they win, I guess, but I yeah. feel like they're going to win. That's why I'm going. Pro Notre Dame pick. Kansas is going to win this game. Go Jayhawks. Get this one done. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. All right, Maggie. So we got our pick down. This is it. The big, big game. The one we've been waiting for all year long. <clears throat> Any final words? Uh. Hang in there, everyone. <laughs> that doesn't sound so appealing, but <laughs> go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. <laughs>